Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Plant Powered People podcast with your hosts, Tony Okamoto and Michelle Kane. If you are listening to this episode as it launches, Happy, Happy New, New Year! Year! This episode is launching on January 1st, which is pretty cool. And we are excited to get the year started with some healthy, positive tips from our guest, Karen Brockway. She is so inspiring, so inspiring. Karen is an elementary school teacher and one of the sweetest human beings on the planet. We actually met her through our plant-based on a budget meal plans, and her story is pretty dang inspiring. She has been struggling with high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and her doctors have put her on all sorts of medications that she thought she'd have to be taking for her whole life. She even battled cancer, and through switching to a whole foods plant-based diet, she's been able to totally revolutionize her health and get off most of her medications, and her story is just, I think, can resonate and relate to a lot of people in our society. The timing of this episode couldn't be more perfect because we are hosting the Plant-Based on a Budget Meal Plan Challenge again. It's such a great time to reclaim your health. It's the new year. It's new you. Everyone is looking for tools and resources that make life easier in plant-based eating. And this challenge is so perfect. We have a support group. Everyone is doing it at the same time. If you want to join us, you can go to plantbasedmealplan.com. But we want to dive into Karen's story. So without further ado, here we go. Welcome, Karen. Thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited to have you on the show. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. So we wanted to talk to you about how you ended up on the Plant-Based on a Budget Meal Plan Support Group. We're going to be chatting with you about your journey, and I would love to start out from the beginning. How did you find us? I'm 56 right now. So at 55, I um, was a 12, 11 and a half year breast cancer survivor, did genetic testing and found out that I was at high risk for not only breast cancer, but pancreatic cancer. I've always been, since the time I was seven, I've always ate horribly. I've always been overweight. And it was one of those things where it just kind of hit me. And it was like, okay, Lord, put that four by four away. I've finally gotten it. You need to stop hitting me because I finally got it. I need to make some changes. My daughter has been eating whole food plant-based for probably two or three years. And she was constantly, oh, you got to try this, mom. You got to do this, this, this. And I'm like, oh, no, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm fine. I'm going to be okay. And then, like I said, that wake up call basically was I need to make some changes. My husband and I have always been the meat and the taters family. He still is, but I totally am not. Yeah, it was just kind of uh, the Lord hitting me with that four by four saying, you got to make some changes and you got to do it now because your life depends on it. My daughter had me watch What the Health? And in there, there was a little bloop on you guys. And it was like, oh, I got to check this out. So I checked it out and I saw that it was, we had the week long menus and I just needed basically somebody to hold my hand as I was doing this journey. So I signed up, I did the full month, I photocopied them off and put it in a binder and it was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So that's kind of how I got started. 
So let's rewind back and hang there for a second to the beginning, growing up, what you ate, uh, kind of growing up, how your sort of food habits and relationship with food developed, and then what sort of like difficulties emotionally, socially, health-wise that you were going through based on the food that was a part of what you ate as a growing up. And also, Karen, can you also tell us where you're from? I currently live in Bend, Oregon, but I grew up in the Portland area, suburb of the Portland area. We love it there. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> and cool. Bend is beautiful. Bend is so, so beautiful. My mom's boyfriend lived there for a while and spent so much time like outdoors on the river. It's just a cool area. Yes, it is awesome. And we don't do a lot of the outdoor things, but you know, we love it here. So as far as when I was a kid, when I was seven years old, my dad became a quadriplegic due to a drunk driver. I was always a daddy's girl till the day he died. And even now he is my hero. And I was taught at seven years old that when you're sad, when you're depressed, when things aren't going well, you eat. My mom and my grandmother, oh, Karen's not feeling well here. Have another piece of pie here. Have a candy bar here. You know, have another one, that type of thing. So I learned at a very early age that food is quote-unquote medicine. It pacifies you. It makes you feel better. Growing up as an obese kid was very difficult. In the fifth grade, I was like 163 pounds. So I obviously was not happy with myself and you know, life and that sort of thing. So I grew up thinking that when I'm sad, when I'm depressed, when things aren't going well, when I'm bored, you eat. That's how, that's just what you do. When you were younger, like in school and stuff, did you know other kids or other people around you that felt like were a similar weight or did you just feel kind of outside in that? Or did you feel judgment? Was that something that weighed on you like socially with other kids as well? Oh, definitely socially. I mean, I was the fat kid. My brother and sister are, I don't know where they came from. They're thin, they're athletic built, but I obviously never was. I always felt like a wallflower. I mean, a lot of kids, I totally understand the kid, the childhood depression because that was me. I was like, you know, nobody's ever going to notice if I'm gone. Just very depressed kid. And I would pacify that depression with food and not healthy food. I mean, it was candy. It was just sneak stuff in your room. You know, instead of taking one helping, you take two. Oh, here, have more, have, you know. So yeah, very depressed kid who I hid it very well because I was very stubborn and bullheaded and opinionated and outspoken sometimes. But inside, I didn't like myself. I didn't like life. I, you know, the whole depression thing. Yeah, I think that can be particularly hard when your family around you might have like similar eating habits and similar upbringing, but isn't struggling with the same like self-image or you're like, how are they skinny? We're eating the same things. And like no one around you like can really get it or understand or see what you're going through. And especially kids can be so rough and it's already like, even if you're not struggling with weight, Kids are mean. <laughs> kids are mean. And it's so difficult, like with self-image, going through your teens and stuff. So yeah, I can only imagine how difficult that must have been. And our food, I mean, we would eat, we didn't have a lot of money. Um, we would eat TV dinners. I mean, the old TV dinners and the foil trays, which I think about now, it's like, oh my gosh, how disgusting is that? But that is what we had. And that was a normal dinner for us. We'd go to my grandmother's on Sundays and she would do a big pot roast and potatoes and sort of stuff. 
we would eat healthier, but yeah, it was junk food. It was processed, gross, disgusting stuff that I think about eating now. And I'm like, oh my gosh. How long did you eat like that? Till I was 55. And did you ever like get in the kitchen or growing up, did your family like ever cook sometimes for holidays or anything? Or was it mostly like you don't really have exposure to that? A lot of people we bring on the podcast growing up really never stepped foot in a kitchen. (laughs) And I I was kind of like that. I barely ever cooked. And it's like when I changed my diet, I had to learn how to cook as well. It would be like tuna noodle casserole. It would be, you know, simple things like that. And then with my kids, when they were little, you know, I would fix steak and taters and I would cook meals for them. Now it's really kind of funny because my husband, he doesn't want anything to, well, I shouldn't say anything. Uh, Initially, a year ago, he didn't want anything to do with whole food plant-based, but I've kind of been sneaking stuff in on him. (laughs) But he doesn't want to eat what I'm eating, so I fix my own food and he fixes his, his own meals. And it's like, well, if you want to try, and I always make extra, and it's like, if you want to try some, here it is. So what I think is really pretty cool about eating whole food plant-based is there's really no rules as far as cooking. I mean, you just start throwing stuff together and you wish you would remember what you did because it's awesome and you want to try it again. That's how I feel with soup all the time. I'll make this really delicious soup with whatever ingredients I have in my refrigerator and whatever spices I have on hand, and then I won't remember (laughs) What I did to make that perfect, amazing, awesome, comforting soup. So I totally understand what you're saying. I mean, I did the usual standard American diet up until um, it's actually the day after Thanksgiving last year is I started doing one meal a day, whole food, plant-based. And then it was like, oh, this is pretty easy. This is pretty cool. And then, you know, I did that for about a week and then I did two meals a day. And then Christmas Day last year was the last that I had any meat, dairy, fish, or eggs. And I just had a a small piece of meat. And as I'm eating that piece of meat, which was prime rib, it was like, this is really gross. So before you kind of made that transition into trying plant-based foods one day and then more a week, had you ever tried like dieting or or tried? Yeah. And what was kind of your experience with that? before you had ever turned on what the health? I remember going to Weight Watchers when I was in grade school. Wow. So since you were little. Yeah. So I did Weight Watchers, never had any luck, would try to do portion control, didn't have any luck. I did the whole fen fen thing where, and I lost 80 pounds, but it came back and more. I did, I think, was it five years ago? I did more, uh, pretty much paleo. And I lost 50 pounds, but I didn't, I didn't ever felt satisfied with what I was eating. With doing the whole food plant-based, I haven't lost much weight. Well, I lost 14 pounds the first week and a half, um, and then it's kind of stayed there. But I've lost inches, and my LDL dropped 50 points in four months. So when I got those lab results back, it's like I cannot go back to standard American diet. I've got to stay with this because my body's liking it and it's working. So tell us a little bit, like when you'd go to the doctor before, was cholesterol something that they would talk to you about? Were they like concerned about it? And is that why you saw that drop and you were like, wow, this is, this is significant in terms of saving my life? My primary, well, like, I mean, I go to an oncologist every six months and I go to my primary care 
physician every six months. And she, the primary care is the one who's doing the lab work. And for two years, she wanted to put me on a statin drug. And I'm like, oh, I just, I don't want to do it. I, I just, there was something in the pit of my stomach that's saying, don't do it. Not a good thing. And then when, I mean, and I'll never forget when I went to see her after being on plant-based, she was just like 50 points. And then we'd be talking and she goes, your LDL dropped 50 points. I'm like, yeah, I know. And then she'd be talking about something else. And really, your LDL dropped 50 points. I says, I know. There's this really cool movie or this really cool documentary, What the Health and Forks Over Knives. You really need to watch those. You know, and so she kind of started to show some interest, but she was amazed. And like I said, she was she was like, you're within normal limits. We don't have to think about a statin drug anymore. That's really wonderful. I'm curious to know if while you were doing cancer treatments, if diet was ever brought up, if someone who was treating you along the way ever said, let's change your diet to something that's cleaner. Not really. I was diagnosed in 2006. The big thing there was to cut out the red meat. Don't do any red meat. Um, And I've always been a chicken and a turkey eater. I've loved those. But doing the cancer treatments, they said eat healthy, but they never said what healthy was. So being somebody who hadn't looked into other ways of eating, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to eat some more, you know, vegetables and I'll eat, you know, white meat and that sort of thing. But nothing was ever said, hey, you know, why don't you try a whole food plant-based or clean eating or, you know, anything like that. We did cut out the meat when I was doing my treatments and then I became anemic. And it's like, okay, I'm not going to afterwards. We'll do this afterwards type of thing. But yeah, nothing was ever really said, which, you know, about it. And now I'm like, you know, how beneficial would that have been? Right. It's so interesting looking at the medical professionals out there today. It's exciting because so many more are becoming aware of the power of food, but nutrition isn't a part of most medical professionals' schooling. It's not included in doctor training. And so you've got kind of like these different components of doctors. You've got a bunch who are aware of the power of food and how it can help reverse disease and get those numbers that are so critical and cause us to go on medications, get them down, get them looking better, but that think it's not attainable. Like we could tell our patients to do this, but they're not going to, or we could just prescribe a statin and we know they're going to take that. But then you've also got this huge amount of percentage of doctors who just have no idea, like your doctor who was blown away that through simple food choices, you were able to get your cholesterol into a normal range from critical to the point where you were going to be on drugs for the rest of your life, which it's a so cool that you were able to show that to her because I'm sure that will probably impact how she treats other patients. And we look to our doctors to give us our wellness advice and treatment. And when they're not giving us all the information and showing us the power we have over our own sort of health destiny, it's really problematic thing. And I think it's why the film What the Health has been so prominent and has impacted so many people because they're realizing, wow, these authority figures that we have looked to, to heal us, to treat us, to keep us well, are um, kind of in many ways failing us because they're taking the control out of out of our hands, which really should stay in our hands and putting it into the pharmaceutical companies, which is really crazy. And it's great to see that that's changing and evolving fast. Well, and I think too, it's just the awareness. 
I mean, my daughter was trying to help me become more aware. Now that I'm eating whole food plant-based, I'm helping others become more aware, which I teach at an elementary school and I was photocopying your four weeks plus all the extra goodies that came with that in the workroom. And I have a friend, one of my coworkers, he's type two diabetics and he was getting pretty heavy and was having trouble with his meds and everything else. And I was just like, Hey, Grant, try this. Just give it a try. This is what I'm finding. You know, and I said, you know, I'm feeling healthy from the inside out. I said, I don't like my earth suit. I've never really liked my earth suit, but I'm feeling healthy from the inside out. And my earth suit, well, someday the outside will catch up with the inside. And it, you know, it took me more than a year to gain a hundred plus pounds. It's going to take me more than a year to get it off. But, you know, just try this for a little while. Oh my gosh, he went for it. Him and his wife totally changed their way of eating. They're eating whole food plant-based. Another coworker, she tried it and she's, she did it for a while, felt really good. And then she had some things occur in her family and she's kind of backslid, so to speak, but she still tries to implement it. And it's like being able to see such a positive change in my own life and being able to share that with others, whether it be coworkers or my doctor or whoever, it's like, just try it and see how you feel. I mean, I... Yeah, it's amazing. I don't know what to say other than it's just really amazing to feel good from the inside. I want to dig deeper into the meal plans, but I I want to talk about something that you said earlier about how when you were being treated for your cancer, how they wanted you to eat healthier and how you knew that you should eat vegetables. But when you were eating vegetables, were you eating them like just steamed or were you putting stuff on them like I know a lot of people for example, my parents and even myself when I was younger, when we ate vegetables, we would boil broccoli and then eat it with mayonnaise or put ranch dressing all over our salads. So when you were eating healthier, can you explain what that was like? So that was like canned veggies, you know, green beans, that sort of frozen broccoli, that sort of thing. And yes, I mean, how can you eat a salad without ranch dressing, you know? So yeah, it was like, okay, have a little salad with your ranch type of thing. I think what it was at that point during my treatments is I was just stuck in the survival mode with getting through the chemo, the two surgeries, the chemo, the radiation, and realizing that I'm not immortal. And so I wasn't ready to, I personally was not ready to discover what eating healthy was. And it wasn't until 10 years later where it was like, this is what it means. So it was like eating healthy during cancer was, like I said, the chicken, you know, cutting out, not eating as much red meat, but doing chicken and turkey and that sort of stuff and trying to eat veggies with whatever you could put on them to make it go down (laughs) type of thing. So I want to jump into the meal plan talk, but I first want to explain the meal plans for people who may be listening and are not familiar with our meal plans. Michelle and I created several meal plans, I believe five one-week meal plans and two, one snack pack and then one dessert pack and then one daily dozen meal plan. And for that, for all of this whole project, we focused on budget and showing that you can eat a plant-based diet without breaking the bank. We 
had a grocery list, very detailed recipes. Michelle laid it out so beautifully and took fantastic photos and showed that you can eat a plant-based diet for just $25 a week, and that is $1.20 per meal. I started the plant-based on a budget meal plan in 2013 because there was something called the SNAP Challenge that was happening, and the SNAP Challenge was showing how little food money people had when they were receiving government assistance. Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program is, is what it's called. And government officials and bloggers and celebrities were doing this challenge. And in my opinion, some people who were doing the challenge were a little bit insensitive. There was one in particular where there was this woman blogger who was at a discount grocery store and she was in the grocery cart with her groceries being like, look at me and my cheap food. And I just felt that it was really insensitive to people who were long-term on a small food budget. So then I created the first round of meal plans and the maximum benefits that people were receiving as an individual who had no job was $180 at the time. That's about $45 per week. So I cut that in half and, well, not quite half, but I did $25 per week and that's where that all came from. And then I asked Michelle if she would join me on this project and she so wonderfully said yes and I'm grateful. And that is how we got to the plant-based on a budget meal plan. So now I'd love to hear more about how you found it. You said you saw What the Health and you saw plant-based on a budget. And I want to hear also what inspired you that night or whatever afternoon that you decided to kick, click play on the film What the Health, like to sit down and watch that film that you probably had a sense would would change change your perspective of food. I had an idea, but that it would change the way I thought about food, but Oh my gosh, I had no idea <laughs> how much it would change my thought of food. And again, it was my daughter who she was here for the weekend and she was like, okay, mom, let's just watch this. So she brought it on and it was just like, oh my gosh, it was like a freight train hitting me going, oh, I get it. And then after she had left, I actually watched it again. And that's when I was started taking notes and then I paid attention and then I saw your guys' little bloop on there about the plant based on a budget. And it was like, I mean, I'm one who I'll go buy any book that I think is going to help me. And I'm trying not to do that quite so much anymore because I've figured it out. But it was like, okay, I'm just going to give this a try. This is going to be my starting point. And I just went on to the web page and I started looking at the recipes and stuff. And I'm like, are you serious for 25 bucks for a week? I could get food for, you know, a my husband and I, and I tell you, for 25 bucks, you can get more food than you need for your husband and you. And I was just totally shocked at it. And again, it was just gonna, it was one of those, okay, I'm going to give this a try. What do I have to lose? I don't have Did you go to the grocery store with the groceries shopping list printed out and then buy 100% or did you tailor it? Or how did you do the meal prep and shopping for the meal plan? Well, what I did is I looked at the recipes and I, and I picked the ones that I thought I would like. To be honest, I've never been overnight oats type of person, so I don't do that breakfast one. But like the fajita one, the fajita and rice one, I can't think of others right now, but I do do the fajita one a lot. And so I picked out which recipes I wanted to do. And then I put those ingredients or items into a list. And then I printed it off and I went to the store with my list. And my husband 
was a big naysayer. He's like, oh, no way. You're, this is going to cost more than 25 bucks. And he was shocked to how much you could get for $25. Where were you grocery shopping? I bought a lot of things at Walmart just because it's close to us. Once in a while, I'd go to Fred Meyer's, but they're kind of spendy. I think a couple of times we were in um, the Salem area. So we went to Winco and Food for Less. Did you ever do shopping from the bulk bins? Because I know we talk a lot about that in the meal plans. If you're trying to spend as little as possible, shopping from those bulk bins can really save money. But we found like a lot of people doing the meal plans had never shopped that way before. So did you try that? Yep. And I've done bulk bins before. And then I think one of your deals, there was a I don't even remember where I saw it, but where you guys had went shopping and found out that sometimes the packaged items like the beans and stuff are a little bit less expensive than the bowl. So I here I would go, okay, find the packaged stuff, check the price, carry the packaged beans with me, and then go to the bulk area to see how much they were and to see which was less expensive. And if the package was less, then I'd be walking those back to put them away, getting more steps. But yeah, I would do it the, as least expensive as I could. That's awesome. And I know that can be frustrating the first few times you're shopping because you feel like you're running all over the store and it takes so much thought. But once you do it a few times, like you you get to know your grocery store, you get to know what's most affordable where. So I'm sure that kind of paid off. And yeah, for anyone listening, if anyone buys oatmeal in those little single serving containers, like the, the little cups where you just add water, that of every food item that I looked at was the craziest price markup because oats are one of the cheapest things on the planet. And you see it marked up like a billion times when you go to like the packaged version and then the little paper packets. And then when you get those cups, it's just crazy expensive. Michelle, will you tell them what you're referring to right now? The price per ounce of food. So the cost of say oats when you buy them in bulk or from bulk bins. So you scoop them out into a little bag and that's generally where you'd expect to find the lowest cost food. And then if instead you go and buy oats in a little tube container, the price is going to go up a bit because it's packaged, it's in a container. If you buy them in a box with those little single serving packets, the price is going to like double again. And then if you buy them in the little cups, the price doubles again. So I did a video that I went through Whole Foods and I compared the price of bulk bin items to their packaged counterparts for all different types of things, rice, beans, lentils, oats, and beyond. And uh, yeah, the oats was the one with the biggest price differential where it just makes so much more sense to buy them in bulk. And for the meal plan challenge last year, we both shopped at different places and showed different perspectives. So Michelle shopped at Whole Foods and showed that you can still buy plant-based food on a budget using our meal plan there. And then I shopped at Walmart showing that if Walmart is what you have and is where you shop, that can also be done at a very, very inexpensive price. I believe I spent $20 shopping for my boyfriend and I. Yeah. And it was about, I bought everything that I could organic at Whole Foods, which is widely considered one of the most expensive grocery stores. And I think it was about twice as much. It ended up being about $40, but still $40 for an entire week of food that's organic, that's from Whole Foods, is like crazy affordable. When you're taking the meat out of your shopping cart, it frees up so much money from your food budget to go toward healthier alternatives. So Karen, did your husband eat any of the food that you were making? No. But that's okay. (laughs) 
because I had lots of leftovers. And he is one who would say, oh, it's too expensive to eat healthy. And no, you can't buy healthy food. You know, it's just too expensive. And so doing the meal plan was, yes, I did take pride in saying, you're wrong, honey, because look here, look at all this that we got and we can do, I can do healthy foods and not spend anywhere near as much as you spend on food. So it was eye-opening for him too, to realize that, oh, you know, I guess you can eat healthy and not have it break the bank type of thing. There are a couple of things that he has tried, like an eat loaf, but he says he can tell the difference. And I think he's just being stubborn and bullheaded and doesn't want to admit that his wife is right and that this stuff really is good and you do feel better. What is an eat loaf? I've never heard of that. It's one of the forks over knives recipes. Is it like a a plant-based version of a meatloaf, obviously, made with like lentils or something? You know, to be honest, I don't remember exactly what kind of beans (laughs) are in it right now. But yeah, it is good. And then it has this mushroom gravy. Yeah, mushroom gravy on it. And yeah, it's really good. But it is plant-based. Do you ever get frustrated that you're on this journey and and your husband is, is not? Yes and no. I mean frustrated that he won't give it a try and kind of breaks my heart that he's not willing to give it a try because I know how it has affected me in a positive way. And it's just a matter of time before the good Lord takes another four by four down and smacks him upside of the head for him to say, oh yeah, I guess I will try it. Do you feel that your faith has led you down this journey in any way? Oh, definitely. You know, and definitely it was just one of those things where when I decided to try the whole food plant-based and to follow your guys' meal plan, it wasn't one of those things that I sat and contemplated, oh, should I do this? Should I didn't do, should I not do this? You know, but I didn't waffle. It was just one of those things that, yep, that's what we're going to do. I want to hear more about that because I feel like it's one thing to learn and be kind of awakened and realize, oh my gosh, this is what's been going wrong. Here's what I need to eat to be healthy. Okay, I'm doing this for a week or two weeks or even a month and I'm feeling great. My cholesterol's falling and that's awesome. But to maintain it month after month and continue with a diet that's so different from what you've been eating all your life, has there been struggle in that for you? How did you maintain kind of like the strength to carry on with that? Did it get easier? Like dive a little bit into that. Definitely has gotten easier. Two years ago, I think it was, I was diagnosed with Barrett's esophagus, gallstones, acid reflux, and all that kinds of stuff. And again, they're wanting to put me on meds. And once I started the whole food plant-based, it's, and I was taking like the Costco form of Prilosec, and I was taking that three times a day, rather high dosage just to help with the acid reflux. I am off of that. I was on an antidepressant for 12 years. I'm off of that. I would take a handful of vitamins that I felt I needed to supplement because of the way I was eating. I'm off of all of those. It's kind of like the reason I got into teaching was it was a calling. It was just something that I knew I was supposed to do. Eating whole food plant-based, it was just like I knew I was supposed to do it. So I did it. Your pills reminded me of growing up with my grandparents. My grandfather ate a standard American diet. And I remember when I was younger, I would sit at the kitchen table with him and he would have one of those pill boxes that have all the 
different days of the week and he would have like so many pills in there and it just saddens me because I believe his poor diet ultimately claimed his health. He had uh, multiple heart attacks and then he died in, of complications in a triple bypass surgery and it was this long unhealthy battle that he ultimately lost. So I'm so glad to hear that you have reclaimed your health and are moving along in a more positive, healthy way. Yeah. And I think that that's sadly most of America is even if you're thin your whole life and you're an athlete and you're doing all of these things that are traditionally, we look at someone, we're like, oh, they're a healthy person, but you don't see what's going on inside of their arteries. And oftentimes when you have that kind of fit physique, it takes doctors even longer to realize like what is going on, the damage happening inside your body. So that's why you see so many athletes just like having a heart attack mid-run and all this stuff. And people are just like, how did that happen? It's affecting all of us, whether it's showing on the outside or not. And today it is the norm as we age to have that pill box and to get on statins and get on all of these different medications, um, it's just what we assume we need to do when we age. And I think your story is so beautiful in just breaking that assumption and breaking that trend and showing that even if you've struggled with health your whole life, you can completely turn that table around. And you're now going to be one of the examples of people that are not having to be on all those medications. <laughs> When other people around you who like maybe when you were younger were like, we're healthy and you're not, like they probably will, which is crazy. It's good to have awareness be spread. Just with, I've got, I was always kind of sort of healthy when I was a kid, but you know, that changes. Osteoarthritis in my knees and the knee doc, he had said that with, well, two, three years ago, he said in three or five years, I'll need to have a double knee replacement. Well, it's kind of funny is that the longer I'm eating whole food plant-based, the less my knees are hurting. I try to walk. I do much better walking when it's summertime and I'm off of school. But, you know, I noticed the other day is just I haven't been walking because, of, you know, it's darker earlier in school and weather and all that stuff. But it's like, wow, my knee, I haven't noticed my knees aching and nothing else has changed except continuing on the whole food plant-based diet. And I was speaking with one person and they said, you know, it takes time to heal all that's been done inside your body. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, it's the old Lord, give me patience, but give it to me now. It's like, I want to see, I want to see things. And I think for me, having my cholesterol drop the 50 points in four months and me not being able to see it, that was huge because it's like, it is working. Things are changing. And well, like I said, with my knees getting up the other day, it was like, you know, I got down on the ground with a seven-year-old granddaughter and got back up. And I was like, looking around like, well, I just did that. The knees aren't hurting as bad. So it's amazing how it affects everything. I'm sold on it. For people who are just beginning this journey or curious about eating healthier and are on the fence about it, do you have any advice? To get your menu plan because that was literally a lifesaver. It changed my life and some friends' life in an amazing way. It was very easy to follow, you know, when you can buy the food for 25 bucks a week. Just try it. Don't beat yourself up if you decide, okay, I'm going to have a cookie. You know what? 
have that cookie. And then as soon as it's done, you start over, you know, you move on. We all make mistakes, but you can't beat yourself up over it because I'm the kind of person who I'd beat myself up over it. Well, if I had one, I might as well have six. You know, if I'm going to be bad, I'm going to really be bad. But now I'm, it's like the cookies and sweets often don't really even sound good. I mean, I'd be lying if I said there was times that they never sound good. But, you know, you just keep going. Don't give up. It's worth the effort. It's having the consciousness of what we're putting in our bodies. I think it's so beautiful that your daughter inspired you to start on this journey. Did she have thoughts like, is she just like so proud of you and so grateful to see how much of an impact this has made on your life? Yeah, she is. I mean, I'm very proud of her, but yeah, she just, it warms her heart to see how I have changed my life, my eating habits. You know, we go out to restaurants and lots of people think, oh, you know, you can't eat, it's too difficult to eat whole food plant-based at a restaurant. Well, it's really not. It's actually kind of fun to see how you can change menu items to work for you. I mean, she says she's vegan and I say I'm whole food plant-based. I don't really know if there is a difference, but that's just what we do. But yeah, she is proud of the changes that I have made and it hurts her heart that dad hasn't made any of these changes. And it's like, you know, Gert, just hang in there. Look how long it took me to make the change. You really do have to kind of find it on your own and being pushed by family members isn't generally the way that it happens. Was that her daughter that you were playing on the floor with and able to sort of get up without your knees hurting so much? Actually, that was my son's daughter. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, and it's kind of funny as that Em's the other day, she goes, Nana, I'm going to eat like you. And I was just like, oh my gosh. You know, she goes, I'm not going to eat any more dairy. And I'm like, well, Ems, that means you're not going to have any ice cream after dinner. I'll start tomorrow. But it was just pretty cute that, you know, she's seven years old and she knows that Nana eats different than she does. And Nana's trying to eat healthier and she wants to try it. Oh, you're helping inspire a whole new generation of healthier kids. I'm trying. I'm trying. One kid at a time. Well, it's really great to hear your story. Thank you so much for sharing it. I feel all kinds of warmth in my heart because I have spent a lot of time caring and loving plant-based on a budget and especially these meal plans. Michelle has literally seen me crying on the floor while I plan these meal plans because I just care a lot. And actually, I've seen Michelle crying on the floor (laughs) because she loves these meal plans. So I just, I love hearing your story. and. I'm so grateful that you've shared it with us today. And I want, again, I wanted to thank you guys again for putting the effort out there to do the meal plans. They literally have been a lifesaver for me. And I would not have known how to, I would have been so totally overwhelmed with trying to eat whole food plant-based without them. So yeah, I'll strongly suggest to anybody, just give it a try. It's well worth the time, the energy to make such a positive change. You guys, you guys are awesome. So I appreciate all that you guys have done. Thanks, Karen. Well, that was mega inspiring. And I think so many people will be able to relate to Karen's story. And I hope that this episode inspires so many people to realize that they can totally reclaim their health through their food choices. So if you guys listening know anyone who you feel like this might be helpful for or might inspire, we really hope you'll share it with them. And yeah, spread the love. And if you're interested in joining us, 
in our meal plan challenge, you can go to plantbasedmealplan.com where there are tons of resources mentioned in this episode. And if you want to find those resources, go to plantpoweredpodcast.com. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're listening around the new year, we wish you the best kickoff to this fresh new year. Yay. Yay. And we will talk to you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye.